It's the Giants podcast for the fan, by the fans, with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard. Two episodes a week. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. You just said it a second ago, so let's dive in. You're not really behind Farhan and Gabe. Greg Johnson is. Some of you might go, who's Greg Johnson? Greg Johnson's actually running the show. Weird deal with the Giants, and this is actually part of the dynamic. We've reached a time in their history where I don't think most Giants fans even know who's actually running the team. It's not Larry Bear anymore. You remember he took a step back when he had his controversy a few years ago. Names like Greg Johnson, son of Charles Johnson, the controversial majority owner, and then also Rob Dean. This is These are the people who are actually making high-level decisions Andrew Baggerly caught up with Greg Johnson this week, and one of the questions was, as Farhan Zaidi is heading into the final year of his contract, and he's doing it off of a very disappointing year, this would be considered an uncomfortable spot for him. It is a lame duck scenario if the Giants were to come back without an extension. Johnson, without saying the word extension, essentially said there's going to be an extension. Full vote of confidence for Farhan, full vote of confidence for Gabe Kapler, was asked who he envisioned making moves three to four years from now for the Giants, and he confirmed Farhan Zaidi. So I want to hear from you because that sounds to me like bad news for you because you're a fan who no longer has faith in those guys. So what's your reaction to Greg Johnson's vote of confidence? A couple of things. On the front end, I'm not rooting or pulling or saying they should fire anyone. What I'm saying is that I feel like I am expecting this front office and coaching staff simultaneously to win me back over. That's where I'm at right now. Like I'm out on certain things that they've done over the last couple of years, and I need them to prove to me they care as much as I do about fielding a top-notch quality product. And part of that is free agency. Part of it's being bold with your farm system, making trades, making moves. I look at it this. When they brought Farhan in, the whole point was to bolster the farm and improve the product on the field. All right? I think it's been very difficult to improve the product at the major league level. But I look at this. The farm, from the people that rate these things, marginally better. But my question is, all right, we've had four years to do this. You haven't made any moves. You haven't traded anyone away. All you've been doing is stacking chips, stacking chips. I haven't seen any of those chips actually put on the poker table in a trade on the big league level. So I am a believer in, I got to see it before I can believe it. The other part of this is they were telling me on the front end when he got brought in, we're going to go into the new wave of baseball. Baseball's evolving. Okay. With no shift. What are those principles and philosophies and how are those going to evolve? You're a team that a pulls the ball more than any team in baseball shifts as much as any other team in baseball. How are you going to adjust your baseball principles on the fly to an ever changing landscape? I'm very skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you just said is incredibly fair. However, I also think, that you are going to see from Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris this offseason an approach that we've never seen before with Giants baseball. Why? Because they have to. Yeah. They've got absolutely no choice. Um, and, I, and I believe they know that. The difficulty with that is, is that they go into an offseason where they're not the only player at said poker table. So you can shift your approach all you want, and it doesn't matter if – 
somebody else doesn't agree with your new approach. You offer Aaron Judge, stays to the Yankees. You offer Trey Turner, he goes to the whoever, you know, he wants to go back to the East Coast, or stays with the Dodgers, whatever. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you have to have some wins because they have essentially promised it. They've said that we, we, we will be a player at the top of the market. Greg Johnson said something that I thought was interesting because there's always, there's always the thought of, yes, we, we might be a player at the top of the market. It's like, well, you've kind of always said that, and, and you haven't been so yeah. far. But Greg said, and I thought this was an admission, I think they thought the farm system would bear fruit this offseason. Mm. Now they think it won't. And so if what you're doing is waiting for the farm system to bear fruit, if you're coming off of 107 wins, you can wait. If you're coming off of 77, you can't. Mm. And so he said, some off seasons, it's not time to spend. Some off seasons, it is. And so do they want to go have a $100 million off season? I'm sure they don't. But he said they are willing to. And so I just think there are going to be some markers for this team in the offseason, and they may have to grit their teeth and do some things that maybe are against their better judgment. Maybe they wouldn't do them in a different offseason. But if this team shows up next year with more platoon players, nobody with any name value, if they can't create excitement, if their payroll is sitting at 16th in the league, there's going to be a revolt, and they know it. And they they absolutely know it. So what I love about what they've done is they have openly put pressure on themselves. And so now they got to go do it. Well, the other thing is this, like I I use the home analogy. I can't see the foundation. Like right now, the foundation is covered up. It's in the minor leagues. I can't see it. So without seeing it, it's hard to believe that it is a perfectly well-crafted concrete foundation right now. Like that's where I'm at, Mark. And the other thing is this. I don't want them to have to switch out Farhan because if they do, then we're going through this process again. And it might take two or three more years. I will also admit this. Fair or not. Farhan has inherited the sins of the prior regime's flame out, which was a great run, but it cycled down. So, yeah, he's lost the last couple of years, but they have lost as an organization. And for me as a fan, and I view them almost together, even though they're not, they're, they're two separate things. They've lost five out of the last six years. Okay. And so it's not just what Farhan's done, it's the backdrop of how bad they were even before he got here and and i was hoping that things would be farther along and then i think 107 fair or not recalibrated everything and put me in a false sense of things are going in the right directions had i switched the two years this year was the year where they greatly overperformed and last year was the year where they greatly underperformed i think i'd be looking at the whole thing completely different of course you would of course you would i mean even at the beginning of this year you and i talked about it we were not thrilled with the offseason no but but you're like but benefit of the doubt i mean 107 wins last year who the hell i was like who are we to question what they're doing they're crushing it um, and now they're not crushing it. So who are we to question what they're doing? Well, we're us. We're, we're, we're fans yeah. well, and everybody's questioning them. So I, I, that's all fair. The interesting thing for me here is the last few years, because of the success of last year and because of the excuses of the year before that, pandemic, Boachy leaving, there everything. were all kinds of reasons yes. where it was like, well, there's just no pressure. 
that allows Farhan to go out essentially with a clean pocket. If I want to make a football analogy, what Farhan now needs to do this offseason is what Trey Lance needed to do last week in Chicago. It's raining now, dude. Like, you don't – I'm sorry. Yes, you're not going to just call. drop back and take yeah. your pick. You've now got to show us that you can win without mm-hmm. your best pitch because his best pitch is watch me get overachievers everywhere. Yeah. I did it with Max Muncy, the Donovan Solano. Watch me do all this. That's his best pitch. His best pitch is not, hey – Here's a stack of cash. Go convince Aaron Judge that we're the spot. But you got to win without your best pitch, right? That's sports. Yeah. So yeah. that's Farhan this offseason. And amidst a very, very down big league club year, think of what really has transpired, though, which is getting no buzz. Joey Bart's kind of a player. Like, that's okay. like, again, no one's saying he's an all star, but he's kind of a player. I will say this about Joey. We keep talking about the Giants wanting everyday players. There is only one who is already on the roster. Uh, Agreed. And that's him. Uh, I totally agree. And I think had I had an opportunity to just see Elliot Ramos, I think I would have been satisfied enough. And even if he doesn't pan out into anything, one of the other things that I, that I had to, I went down the rabbit hole on uh, Atlanta Braves and all everybody wants to be the Atlanta Braves. That GM inherited three international players who ended up developing into Acuna and uh, Vaughn Grissom and uh, Ozzy Albies. Even Vaughn Albies. Grissom was 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 uh, obviously born here. But anyway, point being is that they did strike gold, and then the prior regime gave them something to shine up and develop. Now they get credit for developing it. Yep. I think I really underestimated. I knew it was barren. No, it was stripped. To the studs, we are rebuilding this entire house from scratch, pouring new foundation. Every stud is rotten. There was a flood. Like, that's how bad it was in the Giants farm. That's how scary it is because, I, you know, everyone keeps yelling, and you're, you know, Bonte is one of them. What is the plan? I can tell you what the plan is. It just didn't work yet. No. Right? The, plan, the plan is that give me three or four players out of my farm who come up, develop, and are ready to contribute, and then – bang, we're going to throw a trade or some money at those guys and supplement the Dodgers, the Braves. Mm. It's all the same thing. Even the Padres, give me someone out of the farm. Okay. Acuna, Albies, uh, you know, Bellinger, Will Smith, Fernando Tatis. Okay, cool. Now we got boom money. Mookie Betts, right? Here we go. Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, uh, uh, you know, Miguel uh, Cabrera, all of that, all of that, it's the same plan, and it's what the Giants were trying to do. I know. But the three to four homegrown that they're waiting for <laughs> missed the bus. Well, they here's the, the last bus. thing. Here's the last thing that I would add to that uh, is that Farhan was supposed to be the day trader, right? And, and I think this year more than any other, there has been so few arms to pull from in the farm around baseball. Like there's just not enough arms. I think we can all agree. There are not enough arms in baseball. And it feels like they were continually rearranging the chairs on the Titanic deck. And it was driving everyone crazy out of that bullpen. I mean, Mark, for like two and a half months, it felt like no matter which guy they went to in that bullpen, they were just constantly 
consistently failing. And I feel like me watching that day after day after day, it just, it drove me into insanity and it's made me so angry. I just need to get to this off season and then I'll get a renewed hope again. I really truly believe that. Yep, absolutely. By the way, I just had an old dude moment. I think I called him Miguel Cabrera. I meant Manny Machado. Yeah, I just wanted, I I wanted want to, to correct that you. Straight. I didn't want that to go. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, no, Miguel Cabrera. Jeez. He's uh, speaking of old men. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is an old man. Yeah. That like the, here's the good news for guys like you and me, um, this off season now one way or another promises to be incredibly dramatic. Absolutely. It has to be. be. And, and, And if it's not, that will be dramatic in and of itself. So the popcorn gets ready in the off season when the popcorn doesn't taste good in season. And that's exactly what we've got now. By the way, real quick before we uh, before we wrap, Trey Turner with some interesting comments with his uh, upcoming free agency. Number one, everything's mm. on the table. Okay, who doesn't right. say that? Number two, Dodgers have treated me very well. Okay, number three, and this is the one that made my eyebrows go up. He's like, everybody knows I'm from the East Coast, so everyone says I want to go back to the East Coast. And he was like, would I love to go back to the East Coast? Yes. Yes, I would. But the Dodgers have treated me really well. When you hear those statements, does it take the Giants off the board? No, no, no. Money talks, man. Like, I'm a big believer in this. There's a lot of things that I've done for money. And this, this sounds really worse than it is. But there's a lot of things that I've done for money that I don't think I would have done if there wasn't money on the table. And so, look, whether he likes California taxes, whether he likes the sun, whether he likes living here, it's always about the highest bidder, period. And the Giants in particular, and Sam's putting it in our chat group right now, who treats their players better than the Giants? No, the Every Giants, single yeah, the guy outside of Zach Latall has said that the Giants treat him well. Yeah, absolutely. They no, the Giants' reputation is uh, is 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 a very good one, and I'm with you. Highest bidder wins, and, and Turner, just like a lot of the other guys who are turning 29 and 30, it'll be interesting if somebody sees a seven or eight year deal as, as you know, appropriate here. You've seen Darby Swanson now, Correa, obviously Trey Turner throughout the year, power ranking those three. You still got Trey Turner number one in terms of the guy that you want. Um, Again, I made the comment the other day that I'd rather see Trey Turner. If it also, you know, like a Trey Turner and Shohei Otani one to awesome. bunch over the next two years to me is more interesting i think it's more winning baseball yes. than aaron judge um but i mean let's be honest i mean we're we're the guy at 2 a.m at the bar like we, <laughs> Trump just, give, right? just give us something <laughs> just give us give us something and then go win it has to work yes. i'm more yes. interested in it working than it being a fun press conference at Look, the beginning of the year. For Krug and Kipe's sake, no more shining up the Willie Calhouns. God bless you. I know yeah, you're from I Vallejo, know. but I like, you're asking a lot for them to try to sell me on Willie Calhoun being one of the best fastball hitters in the league. I love you both, Krug and Kipe. And make their job easier, Farhan. Find somebody they don't have to sell me on. I just want to leave everyone with this. My man Joe Shasky says he does a lot of things for money, but I will tell you, I know for a fact, not everything he does is for money. It's the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast, and we will see you again at the end of the week.